Hi, this is Eric Chabro, Information Security Media Group. I'm speaking with Rob Rockwald, Director of Security Strategy at Imperva. Thanks for taking time to talk, Rob. Thanks for having me. Last year, the Vatican repelled an attack from Anonymous. They admitted to that this occurred. I know that you, your company has done an analysis of a type of a attack by Anonymous. You're not saying whether or not it was to the Vatican. But can you tell us a little bit about what you've learned about Anonymous and the methods that it uses to conduct its attacks? Sure. So again, we, we, we confirm nor deny that this was uh, the Vatican or, or any other company for that matter. But uh, we managed to watch and repel an attack during a 25-day period. And what we did is we broke down the attack into basically three phases. Uh, phase one was what we call recruiting and communications phase. So during this phase, uh, somebody decided that a target needed to be attacked. So what they did is they produced videos, and those videos were placed on YouTube, and Twitter and Facebook were used to promote that. After a period of a couple days, there were thousands and thousands of views of this uh, specific video. And so eventually, uh, there was a critical mass where enough hackers came together and volunteered that said, yes, we will um, uh, conduct an attack. So that takes us into second phase, which we call the uh, reconnaissance and application attack phase. And this, by the way, was days 19 through 22, and of course the uh, recruiting and communications phase was day 1 through 18. So during this, this application attack phase, essentially what they did is they used um, vulnerability scanners. Specifically, they used Acunetics and a open source vulnerability scanner called Neek2. And what they were trying to do is find vulnerabilities to uh, uh, possibly exploit. So we saw, for example, on the first day of this, there was roughly 3,000 SQL injection attempts to, um, to see if they can you know, steal some data. Um, then they used a second, uh, uh, I'm sorry, a third tool called Havij. Havij is something that was developed in Iran. And Havij actually means carrot in, in Farsi and is also slang for the male organ. So you can get the penetration testing pun there. And anyways, it is designed to exploit SQL injection vulnerabilities. So where vulnerability scanners will find a vulnerability, Havij will actually exploit it and perform the actual data harvesting. So this is important if you take a step back and look at it from a higher level. This is important because what this tells you is hacktivists start by trying to steal data because they recognize the lesson from Sony, which is if you manage to take data, what's going to happen is you're going to really, really hurt that company. Now, in this case, from day 19 through 22, the application attack failed. Uh, in this particular instance, um, the Imperva web app firewall actually managed to block all of this stuff. So they had zero success in terms of trying to take data. Now, that takes us to our last phase, which is uh, the most prominent and well-known aspect of Anonymous, which is DDoS. In this case, what happened was is um, they were trying to um, probe the website to see where uh, um, you could consume the most resources. So there was a search page actually, and certain terms um, caused a lot more uh, computation intensity on the so on the side of the site that was being attacked. So what Anonymous did is they created a URL that would repeatedly ask the site to search for this term. And that was what they used um, with the um, broader group of, of volunteers 
to, uh, along with the uh, low orbit ion cannon or LOIC to try to exploit this uh, site and, and DDoS it. So normal uh, traffic was roughly 15 to 17,000 visitors per day. During the two days of the DDoS attempt, they had um, half a million. And then on the second day of DDoS, it was 600,000. So roughly 28 to 40, um, 28 to 34 times more traffic than they normally would expect. So those are the three phases, and those are a couple of things that uh, uh, we observed. Okay. So you, you say the, the site was not taken down. That's Be correct. And that's because of? Yeah, because, well, um, I think in this case there was um, a security consulting organization that um, wasn't quite sure what to expect, so they had the foresight to, to think about data protection. And so, yeah, in this case they put a web app firewall in place, which was very good in terms of blocking SQL injection, also in terms of blocking some of the application DDoS attempts that were underway. I speak to a lot of people here, and, and uh, we're at the RSA conference, as well as uh, my course of reporting, and they're talking about protecting the data. It seems to be less of an emphasis on perimeter defense. Is, you know, how's that as a strategy? Well, actually, that's, a, that's an excellent question because, unfortunately, perimeter defense would have been absolutely useless. So uh, let's take a step back here and look at what the 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 uh, methods were. First of all, they were they were doing um, SQL injection. So that. Um, you know, that antivirus by, by definition doesn't help with that. Uh, these hackers uh, were using the exact same methods that private hackers are using with some key exceptions. Number one being there was no malware, or number two being there was no spear phishing. So take antivirus completely off the table because it's not gonna, uh, not gonna do much. Um, second, um, in terms of a network firewall or intrusion prevention system, these tools simply would not have recognized that this attack was going. On the contrary, they would have seen a, perhaps a spike in traffic, and that's about it. Um, you know, you to, in order to understand and repel an application attack, you have to understand what how that application works. What's a normal way of of that 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 application behaves? And when you see an aberration in that behavior, then you know that that something's fishy, and you want to at least inspect it and uh, uh, possibly even block it as well. Okay. Um, so, the kind of damage that anonymous does. Uh, how crucial is that in the whole scope of uh, IT security? Well, what we learned here is that they had a couple of sophisticated hackers, but in general this is not um, terribly difficult to stop. It's just a matter of are you prepared? So the question a lot of people should be asking themselves is how many other incidents like this are there where um, Anonymous was stopped and uh, that doesn't make for very sexy headlines. Oh, uh, anonymous blocked at, at, at a particular um, location. It, does, it, it doesn't fly all the time. So when they are successful, um, that, that makes headlines. So the key thing is, are you prepared for it? Do you have the right application defense and DDoS defense in places? Because we've learned here this is their, their typical way of approaching it. So it's not, it's not um, a terribly difficult thing to do. So they, uh, at, at, war, at most, they should be a nuisance. What have you learned about the structure of anonymous hierarchy? So what we learned is that there was essentially two groups of people involved in the hacking. You had a skilled group, which was approximately 10 to 15 individuals who were fairly savvy. Um, they followed very much the, the same um, application attack 
that uh, process that a lot of private hackers do when they try to steal data. And then there was a second group, which was ter um, uh, mostly um, uh, uh, volunteers who were not very technically savvy at all. In fact, the New York Times actually had a great quote from somebody who, who's been following Anonymous, and he said, it's a handful of idiots with, uh, I'm sorry, it's a handful of geniuses with a legion of idiots. And this is somewhat consistent with, with what we saw. Um, in this case, there was a handful of fairly savvy hackers who also managed to recruit a couple hundred up to a thousand or so maybe uh, volunteers who helped perform the, the DDoS. But aside from that, they didn't really fill out any personality survey, so we really can't say anything about them personally. And do you suspect that the leaders of this organization know one another? Um, you, you know, they, they behave in a very, very similar fashion, so I can't say conclusively, but I think it's a fairly safe bet that they've worked together in, uh, in some other fashion. At least some subset uh, have worked together and possibly know each other personally. There have been a series of arrests and periodically been hearing arrests of so-called anonymous uh, members. Uh, do you, are these the troops and not the leaders, do you know? Uh, I don't know. Um, I hope it is. I hope it is the leaders, uh, but I, I can't. I can't say at this point. A perplexing problem in, in IT security is attribution. Understanding who's attacking you uh, is that still a very hard nut to crack. It is. In fact, in this case, one of the things that characterized some of the more advanced hackers is a very careful and methodical use of onion routers to cover up their tracks. What was that term used? Onion router. Okay, I'm not familiar with that. So an onion router, or also known as TORS, the onion router, or T-O-R, TOR, is a, um, uh, it's on the internet, and basically if you route your traffic through an onion router, it will scramble your IP address so that when you visit a site, you don't have an IP address. And so about a third of the traffic um, was coming from onion routers. And in fact, it was the fact that um, onion routers were used that helped us repel a lot of the attacks because we knew that by default, most of the traffic coming from an onion router was probably malicious traffic. So right off the, the, the bat, we just stopped the, the barbarians at the gate knowing where they're coming from. Okay. You could argue that some of the damage that Anonymous has created for people and organizations, especially, especially when personally identifiable information and other kinds of uh, sensitive information is exposed. Uh, for the most part, a lot of experts consider them more of a thorn in the neck. Is there a certain awareness that Anonymous is bringing to the general public that may help IT security? Uh, I actually think that Anonymous is helping security in, in many ways because it's highlighting the issue and it's, it's giving it a sort of Bonnie and Clyde uh, type of aura that, that, that the general population can, can, can get. Um, but the question is, you know, will security organizations react? Will um, security vendors react in, in an effective fashion. What I think this episode proved is that, uh, to your point, anonymous is a thorn, and but thorns can be pa painful if you're not ready. Well, thanks. Thank you.